The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. <laughs> Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Time for 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? It is Sunday, which means we're going to be talking 49ers football. But, you know, just as we are going live, it is 11 a.m. on Sunday. Uh, Should be 10. We lost an hour. That's okay. Uh, Just got breaking news um, that Jalen Ramsey and the Dolphins are finalizing a deal. No no details are out yet. So I'm going to ask you guys. Um, who are watching in the chat uh, to kind of keep me abreast on this and let me know uh, if you guys see some breaking news on compensation and all those things that are going out there with this Jalen Ramsey trade, uh, please do not hesitate because this is crazy. Um, you know, the Rams and the way – I wasn't planning on talking about this today, but we, we got to cover it. You look at what the Rams did, pushed all their chips in, barely won, but they did win. Now it's fire sale, and they are trading young corners at the top of their game. I'm not a Jalen Ramsey fan, but he is incredible. Um, He's definitely a top three cornerback, one of the most premium positions in the NFL. Struggled a little bit early, but to sell a a spot like this is insane. Um, And so we'll see. I I do expect him to get a rather large haul, but it's just crazy. The 49ers, you're walking into – it's now a two-horse race, and you could say, well, it was a two-horse race last year, but even more so, like, the Seattle Seahawks are losing a considerable amount. We'll, we'll see what they do in free agency, but the Seattle Seahawks, now, they did get a lot of draft capital in that Russell Wilson trade, but it's the Niners, and it's the Seahawks. There's a gap there for sure. I mean, you beat the Seahawks three times last year. I mean, come on, um, with, with three different starting quarterbacks. The first game was Trey Lance started, but he got hurt in the second quarter. Um, then Brock Purdy actually started the second one, the Thursday night game. So actually three quarterbacks played to beat them, but I don't know. It, it's not something I fear, especially with them dra- uh, keeping Geno, but man, the Rams it's over. It's over. D-U-N done. And they are, they're out of the picture for a long time. And, We'll just have to see what happens. You know, I hope they keep Donald. I hope they keep 
Matthew Stafford because those contracts, they're crazy, crazy bad. Um, and it, it's going to stop them from being able to achieve so many different things. Um, shout out to all the hashtag CCs. I love it. These CCs count big time, big time because um, we've got a lot of giveaways this week. Um, we hit our 800th episode last week and so what we're going to be doing is we're giving away uh, that's right baby we are giving away an autographed debo samuel jersey on monday tomorrow uh when we go live and your hashtag ccs get you in uh, just another way to say thank you I'll, I'll cover shipping and all that stuff so the winner i'll get in contact with uh we'll pick at random patreon members they get included um and then twitter if you want another way head over to at jl underscore chapman uh you can retweet that one to get another entry so love all the hashtag ccs i really do appreciate that um and man sticking with this theme of giving stuff away um we are going to do a march madness 49ers rush bracket challenge and the winner is going to get an autographed frank gore jersey so um here's how you enter that very very simple one if you are a patreon member then guess what you're you get in for free it's absolutely free of charge. You're already supporting me and the channel, so that is free for you. However, if you are not a Patreon member, that's okay. We still love you. Uh, just send five bucks. Uh, you can Venmo us. Um, it's at Jonathan-Chapman-2. That's J-O-N-A-T-H-O-N, Jonathan-Chapman-2. You'll see my 49ers Rush logo on there. Uh, just Venmo me $5 with your email, and I'll send you the password to get you in. Whoever gets first, you get the Frank Gore autographed jersey. Very, very simple. Now, what I would do if I was you is I would head over to our Patreon channel. I would do a free seven-day trial, and you get in for free. So not only do you get to take place, you know, take part in this fun, you know, bracket challenge. Everybody loves March Madness, but it's just an extra way to one, support the show two have fun and it won't even cost you a penny. So you can go do a seven week free trial. You can get the password there. I'm posting that today at 3 uh, PM when the select right before the selection show goes. And just another way to build a community, have fun, all that stuff, bragging rights. You get to talk trash and all that. And on top of all those things, we dropped our draft book yesterday which, man, we worked so freaking hard. Um, now, it's version one. It's not a completed setup yet, but it's 122 pages, 297 player profiles, two comps on every single player, an athletic comp, a play style comp, um, all their, you know, workout information from the combine, what scheme fits they fit in, all the stats, how old they are, who's on a roll, who's not, which is really, really important. So every single Patreon member, they get that free of charge that's already been uploaded. And we're going to do a second version, a final version. This is our first year to do two versions. Um, that's going to be a little bit more concrete um, once we get um, closer to the draft. So a lot of stuff going on. But, uh, yeah, if you haven't done that yet, head over there. Patreon's the way to go. Just Google 49ers and Patreon. We're the first one to show up. Now, let's jump into some of the conversations that I wanted to have today. And if you're watching this on YouTube, I put a poll up there. And the question, we, we were talking about this on Twitter this morning because it's it's trade time. Right. You know, we're seeing it with Jalen Ramsey. We're seeing it across the NFL. It's trade time. And my question was, what is your favorite 49ers trade so far with this front office? Not we're not going back Bill Walsh times or Mooch days or whatever. Just John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan time period. And I think there's really three trades that could be debated. Obviously, the trade of Jimmy G. So I want everybody to go vote up there. 
Jimmy G trade was huge because you were just bottom organization in all of NFL. You trade for him, gave you hope. You win those last five games, come back with hope, and then he tears his ACL, but whatever. Uh, definitely a lot of success there. The CMC trade that just happened, you gave up a lot of picks. And I think that's probably the biggest difference in the CMC trade and the Trent Williams trade. Both players were hugely impactful. But you stole Trent Williams. Remember, you got a third and a fifth round pick for Trent Williams. He's been the number one offensive lineman three consecutive years in a row with the 49ers. And CMC is just so fun. Like, I get it. Everybody loves offense. And he has just been incredible. Very, very small window. Can CMC do this for three years? Then maybe you could talk. But... I'm loving all these comments, man. People coming out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Shot Jay, he, he's putting up the silverback post. I love it. Um, CMC, I, <laughs> I like it. I like it. I think just, yeah, you know, Shot Jay, Big Trent was highway robbery. I, I think I'm with you there. I, I think that's probably the biggest trade. But there's other trades that were really, really good as well. Uh, you talk about the Emmanuel Sanders trade, right? You gave up a second and third um, no, you gave up a third and fourth, I believe. Yeah, you gave up a third and fourth, and then you got back a fifth, and then whenever he left, he got a fifth-round comp pick. And those picks turned out to be great players. Drake Greenlaw was one of them. I, I know Jordan Elliott was talking about I forget who the other fifth-round pick that we used was. I think it was Drake Greenlaw and Huff. The fall Man, no, I don't think that's right. Um, anyway, it's huge, man. Uh, Sanders had a big impact. I'm with you, Andrew. Love that trade. He came in. The team was red hot. He got the team. Offense was great. And almost, almost Super Bowl hero, right? Burned his guy. What a, you know, fourth quarter bomb from Jimmy G just overthrew it. So close. I mean, it was a great trade. It really was a good trade. The Lake and Tomlinson trade stands out to me considerably. Got that dude for pennies on the dollar, and yeah, I, I thought that was awesome. I, I really, really did. So uh, just check it in on the results. Uh, right now, everybody's saying Trent Williams, he's 48%, CMC 39%, Jimmy Garoppolo 9%, and then other um, 7%. So uh, I'll keep track on that um, as we go. Now, I will be honest with you. The Twitter poll that I put up, now it lasts longer, right? Um, we had over 1,200 votes. It's still going. That was just three hours ago. Trent Williams, 48.1%. Christian McCaffrey, 46.3%. Jimmy G, less than 5%. So on Twitter, the Trent Williams and CMC, a lot closer. But for me, the cost, that's what's key. You give up a third and a fifth. Left tackle is premium, premium position. Running back, not so much. You paid... You paid for CMC for what he has done. You know what I mean? Like you paid market value for what CMC did for the 49ers. You paid way below market value for Trent Williams. That's the difference for me. That's why I'm going there. What's up, Joe? I love it. Um, he says, happy Sunday. Uh, happy Sunday to you, man. Sundays are my favorite. It's, it's, just, it's just reserved. You know what I mean? It's a day set aside to talk football. That's just the way it is for NFL. And the NFL is king. Right now with what they're doing, they are, I mean, you cannot look away. You've got March Madness is in full swing. You Selection Sunday. You've got NBAs ramping towards the playoffs. None of that I mean, it matters. It does. But the headlines, it's all NFL. And nobody's even playing. 
they have done a hell of a job, man. Uh, just making sure that the conversation is constantly just on the 49, or 49ers, but the NFL in general. This Jalen Ramsey thing is huge. Now, I'm curious what to see what the compensation is. I my, um, I imagine they will be getting a future first. Uh, that's just my assumption, but we'll see. We'll see. Now, um, since we have talked last time, I, I've been on a lot of other shows, but the 49ers uh, in the NFL have finalized all of their compensation picks, which means the draft board is completely set. Um, you know, you look at what happened last year with 262 picks, right? That's what Brock Purdy was three less picks this year, only 259. Um, and the Houston Texans have, uh, the pick that will be Mr. Irrelevant at this current time, unless trades made, but the 49ers freaking cleaned house. And, you know, it's funny because we had on Johnny Dale, which was a great show on Thursday. And somebody asked the question, man, you have 11 picks. On your, you know, ticker on the bottom, everybody else is saying tip picks. Uh, where's the extra pick coming from? And, you know, once every single year after free agency, what's lost, what's gained, and all that stuff, I go through and I literally have a spreadsheet for the amount of contracts and which cross out and which don't. And so I trusted that. Um, and I had Kwan Williams, who was one of the back end contracts on average per year. Um, being awarded a comp pick. A lot of other ones did not. And whenever it came out, we got lucky. I don't think luck had to do with it. But and also over the cap, uh, who does a hell of a job. They do their own formulas as well. They're much better than I am. But the number said, you're going to get a comp pick for this cat. And we did. So the 49ers got 11 picks. I got them scrolling across the bottom. You know, three thirds, three fifths, one sixth, and then four sevenths. And, you know, the numbers have all been finalized, right? So just quickly, numbers 99, 101, 102, 155, 164, 173, 216, 222, 247, 253, 255. Niners got a lot of picks. Football season may be over, but the action on the floor is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or fight for home playoff court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app, where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash. And Prize Picks even offers injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players get injured. For basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player projection won't count against you and the rest of your entry stays live. There's lots of bets. Stephen Curry, over 27.5 points. Draymond Green, will he make one three-pointer or no? Very easy things to bet. Download the app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the Prize Picks app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And a big reason 
why we did our draft book the way we did this year. What's up, Giannis? It's good to see you, brother. A big reason why we did the draft book the way we did was so last year we did 200 players, which was the most we've ever done. This year we did 297 already, and it's going to go larger. We're going to hit that 300 number for sure. It's because the Niners pick all over the place. It's pretty easy whenever you're picking 15. Uh, you got about 20 options, right? <laughs> That's simple. But whenever all your picks are 99 and beyond, now your pool goes from 20 players trying to figure out who they are to several hundred. And so, you know, and, and again, I got to give credit to where credit is due. The, the 49ers rush team continues to impress me. Um, Josh absolutely killed it. Brian White, um, Brian Carter, Clayton D'Angelo, uh, these guys, I mean, it's a team. And it's called John Trapman's Draft Book, and I don't like that name. I already don't like it. I was told to brand it accordingly with my name, so whatever. But uh, I don't like it. <laughs> I, I don't like it. Uh, but that's okay. That's okay. Um, but it's it's great. It, it lists every single player that has had a meeting with the 49ers and how they would fit inside of that. That's up right now on Patreon if you want to go check that out. And the whole goal is to bring color and texture to these player profiles. Because if how many of you guys are watching, you know, North Dakota State games or Tulane or you, you can go at whatever school, Coastal Carolina, nobody nobody watches all of that. So, what we wanted to do is basically create a cliff notes version or a cheat sheet so that you know these guys. So if you're one of the people that's out there doing mock drafts and all that stuff, and you want to know, like, oh, look at all these guys. Well, I don't know any difference between all these defensive tackles listed. Well, guess what? We got you. Um, we got you covered, and that's what's there for. Um, Luke, I love this. He said, 49ers acquired Anquan Bolden for a six-rounder because they took advantage of the Ravens' salary cap. Yeah, I love that. Um, and he goes on to say, is there a cap squeeze team that the 49ers can take advantage of this season? Now that was before, um, Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, but yeah, I remember that trade and he panned out perfectly. There are lots of cap squeeze teams out there and you're seeing them by all the cuts, the Titans, the saints, uh, the jets, they're about to have to start unloading because I think they're going to get Aaron Rodgers. I, I really think that trade's going to take place and, I hope it does get another quarterback out of the division, get them out of here. I don't care whatever, or the conference, like I'll take, get <laughs> send Aaron Rodgers out of the NFC, which he hasn't really been a problem for the 49ers ever bring in Derek Carr. That's a huge win. And this is a whole nother year of the AFC getting better um, as a whole, the NFC getting worse as a whole. Vikings caps, uh, you know, another team that's just struggling. Um, you know, they're unloading all of these giant things because you have to be below the cap by Wednesday, Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. That's the rule. So currently, and this is according to Spotrack or Spot Rack, I'm not sure which way to pronounce it. These are the teams that are not cap compliant currently. And that's why all the restructures, that's why it's red wedding out there where everybody's getting cut great players because of these cap casualties. The saints are the worst. They're still 25 million Jaguars, 17 million bills, 17. Million. This is how much they have to restructure or cut. And the bills just signed uh, Matt Milano, which lowers their cap deal, but they're going to be releasing like guys like Jordan Poyer. They're Tremaine Edwards. They, 
teams are struggling. Browns, 13 million under the cap. Vikings, still 7 million. Rams, 5 million. Bucks, 3 million. Ravens, 2 million. There you go. So those are the teams. So 25 through 32, all those teams are in trouble right now. You have it's a hard cap at the new league year. So you could be negative now, can't be negative on Wednesday. Does that make sense? So you got four days, and that's why all these trades are ramping up, all these cuts are ramping up, all those things, right? Rams. Oh, we're gonna trade Leonard Floyd. We're, we're gonna trade him. No, nah, you're not. You're gonna release him. Why? Because nobody wants to take on that contract that you created and we don't want to give you compensation when we know you have to release players. So Jalen Ramsey a little different because he's still kind of in his prime or at least on the back end of that. So I think that's huge. So it's, it's, there's going to be more, you know, and one of the teams that is interesting to me is the Colts. They have about $12 million in cap space. Rumors came out today that their center. And if you've been listening to this show for past draft uh, seasons and past off seasons, I've had such a huge crush on this guy for a very long time. Their center out of Alabama was a first-round pick, I think number 18 overall, Ryan Kelly. I have said for years and years, the ideal, perfect fit in the Shanahan zone scheme, Ryan Kelly, one of the most athletic linemen ever. Um, You know, Creed Humphrey was more athletic than him for sure, but like those are the two guys that I have circled and championed as I want these guys in this system. So the Colts came out today and they said, or they didn't say, but the rumors are that he can be had for trade or possibly released. Now, if we look at his, just his contract, it's not terrible. So if you trade him, you're taking his contract, right? Oh, I spelled his name wrong. Sorry about that. Ryan Kelly. There we go. Um, so if we look at his contract and kind of what he is, he signed a four year, $50 million deal. Um, he's got this year, and next year. So his cap hit this year, if the Niners traded for him, okay. If they traded for him would be 7.8 million, man. I think you could get him for a third with easy. I don't even, I think you give up one of your third round picks, 99, 101, 102. You get Ryan Kelly in here. Um, He's 29 years old, about to be 30. Next year is the last year on his deal. He's got a $14 million cap hit. I think that's manageable. You could redo the deal. That's why, and again, a big reason why I think you could get him for a third is because his contract's not fun for next year. Because you don't want to renegotiate with a guy who's going to be 31 years old. You got to see it first. So you would trade. You'd keep the contract as is probably. Let him play out the year. And then you would redo his deal if he was a home run hit and wants to play for two more years. Or you just wait. Maybe he gets cut. And if that's the case, then you could redo a deal for him. But I'm telling you right now. And I know that on social media, everybody wants to play the game. Oh, this player's cut. Go get him. Go get him. Go get him. And I'm guilty of that. All of these players that are getting cut are large cap hits, which means they were great players that signed at the top of their market and perhaps didn't live up to it or the team wasn't financially responsible or their championship windows closed. There's lots of different reasons. But Leonard Floyd's a hell of a player. Leonard Floyd, who the Rams just cut, would make all 32 teams in the NFL better. You got to make it make dollar and cents, though, right? Ryan Kelly is, you know, he's a center and you can only have one. He would make 20 teams better 
immediately. But can you make the dollar and cents make sense? That's the question. So I, I love the whole, oh, do you think we should sign this guy? Because as soon as somebody gets released, and I love these questions, and I appreciate these DMs and emails, oh, should the 49ers pursue this guy? Every single time it's yes, but can you make it cap sense, right? Um, for example, Odell Beckham Jr., okay? Just held his, you know, private workout, and I know that he's probably one of the most polarizing figures. Um, I get it. Oh, here we go. Um, the Jalen Ramsey deal is done. We'll talk about Odell uh, Beckham. Oh, my gosh. The Rams got a third-round pick and a tight end, Hunter Long. That's it? That's it. They only got a third-round pick. Now, okay, let's use this as an example to talk about why compensation is what it is wow that's in, that's insane to me i uh, that's insane the rams obviously in fire sale right um hey, golly this is crazy a third round pick that's it oh i love it he's 28 he's 28 years old. okay here's why um and again this is according to ian rapaport um, he says the deal is done. Jalen Ramsey to the Dolphins, which includes him getting 2023 and 2024 fully guaranteed. If you look at his hits, it is cap hits. Next this year, 25 million. Next year, 26.7 million. So he is getting all of that money. So that is why it got a third round pick because you're having to pay so much on the cap. So much. So the Rams get to offload the contract. So now the Rams, they're going to be okay. Golly, that is crazy, man. Just a third-round pick and a tight end. Not even a good tight end. Not even <laughs> the Dolphins' best tight end. Not trying to throw shade on Hunter Long. I don't know that much about him. Uh, probably amazing man. Dude, the NFL is in a weird spot. And everybody always says every freaking offseason, oh, salary cap's fake. It doesn't matter. Are you watching? Are you watching right now? Like, you just traded a corner that's 28 for a third-round pick. The salary cap is real, folks. The salary cap is real, folks. That's all there is to it. it this it, it's, it's, it matters. It matters. And if you can kick the can down the road, there's no doubt about it. You, you can... Test it, the elasticity, all my economics people out there, of the barriers of the salary cap. And you can manipulate it a little bit. But, but, if you are an egregious, <laughs> offensive team to the salary cap, it will ruin you. It will ruin you. And you're seeing it with the Rams now. Now, the Saints, they're being weird. They're one of those teams that just they never believe that their championship window is closed, even though it's never opened. Um, they're just very, very content with being a close to playoff team. Um, and that's all that they are. But they just keep doing this and it's just not working. Oh, man, this is crazy, man. Uh, what are your thoughts? Uh, curious. Throw this up in the chat. How do you feel about Jalen Ramsey being traded out of the division, which the Niners freaking didn't have really a lot of issues with them. Look at some of the best Debo plays. That dude took advantage of him hardcore. But I, I love it, man. Uh, 
I love it. Uh, look at this. Yeah, I'm from Texas, Randy. He says, Jaguars, Jaguars. Uh, come on, John, you're better than that. I'm not, man. I'm a product of my environment, which is not a stellar situation. Uh, I apologize for mispronouncing that. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a thing. I'm sorry. I don't do it on purpose. I don't do it on purpose. Uh, just It's just what – there's a whole range of words that I just cannot say correctly no matter how much I've tried. Like the black stuff that you put in your car to make things run, it's oil. That's just what it is. It's what it's always been in my life. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's not going to change. It's not going to change. Um, anyway, uh, here we go. We got Ramila, uh, Ramilia, I think is what it is. Great stream, John. Uh, Niners have questions. I'm curious – uh, if you're still there, uh, Ramalia, what your thoughts are on trading Jalen Ramsey for a third and a backup tight end? That's crazy to me. It's just, I, I, I don't know, man. I just, I don't know. Yeah, right here. Uh, some people think football. Here we go. It says Rams and Cardinals are going to suck next season. The Cardinals very, very well be, could be the team with the first overall pick. They're that bad. And that contract that they put on Kyler is the worst contract. It is. You've got the Deshaun Watson contract, which is bananas, and that's why Lamar's having the issues he's having now. And then the second worst contract in the NFL is that Kyler Murray deal. They're not going to be able to get out from that for at least three more years. Um, it's bad. It's bad. It's it's really, really bad. Um, here we go. Uh, Ramalia says the Rams won the chip. That is correct. Uh, it was worth it. Uh, all we know is Niner Cowboys would kill to win a Super Bowl in this era. And it, we're right there on the door. And so, like, this was a question that was asked to John Lynch after the 2019 season, right? They get to the Super Bowl. They lose the Super Bowl. That next offseason, they ask him, do you think it's time to push all of the chips in? Or do you want to have sustained, long-lasting success? Shanahan said, I don't think that there's... I don't think that you have to be one or the other. The Rams disagreed. Rams said, we got this tiny window because of the way they built, right? How did the Rams build? Trade everything, F them picks, go after high-priced veteran players, and they won. Their, they won. They won. You can't, I'm not debating that. I'm not taking that away. But they, like, they almost didn't win, right? And so you can look back, hindsight, and say, well, if we're guaranteed to win, then that's the way to do it. But... Rams are going to be a mess for years, years. They have nothing. They have no foundational pieces. And if you're talking about Matt Stafford or Aaron Donald, they might play one or two years tops. Who Who's the youth that they have brought in that has panned out? Uh, you, I mean, it's, 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 it's bad. It's bad. And they don't have a first round pick this year. Right. So like now, they don't have much. Yeah, Cooper Cup's amazing. And when he's healthy, one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. I, I get that. But it's easy to look back and say, well, you won, so it was worth it. But what if they didn't win? And it's not like if the 49ers go all in right now that they're going to win either. That's the long, sustained success. If the 49ers have built that way. Why? Look at the top contracts on the team, right? Uh, Fred Warner, George Kittle, Debo, right? All of these guys. Now, you have traded for some top-tier talent, and that's what we started this episode off talking about. Trent Williams, traded for him. CMC, traded for him. Jimmy, traded for him, but now he's gone. And so, like, you need to have a mixture, for sure, um, but 
homegrown talent is a big deal, and that's sustainable. And I think that's what John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan want is sustained success. I don't want this, all right, we're competitive and then out and competitive and then out. You look at the Rams organization, they've won two two rings, their entire franchise history. That's not a knock. That's not a knock at all. You look at teams that have won fewer than that, almost half, the majority of the NFL has won two or less. Eight teams have never even been to the Super Bowl. Never even been. Sustained success is the way to go. You build dynasties that way. Rams don't know about that, and that's okay. They got their one ring. That's what they wanted. They're good. Now it's, you know, what it is. So, yeah, I don't know. It's it's, it's interesting. Um, it, it's, it's weird because with where the 49ers are now with their not lack of picks because they have 11. They got a lot. You just don't have premium picks. But if you look at our salary cap situation – one thing that is weird to me is that the Niners have not announced any restructures yet. They did the same thing last year. You know, the whole 49ers don't leak thing. They don't like telling things. We found out after free agency that certain players were restructured, and we never even knew about it. Um, one of the only teams that does this. Kyle Shanahan doesn't want anybody to know our cap situation. For whatever reason, he thinks it gives him an advantage. Um uh, it's what it, I, I, I'm almost convinced, conjecture here, that let's say they redo somebody's deal. Okay, CMC, a very high likelihood to get redone just because he has like no guaranteed money in his deal. You can lower the cap hit, whatever else. Just using him as an example. They go to CMC and they say, look, dude, we're going to restructure you. We're going to pay you an extra 50 grand. We're just going to throw it in there. 50 grand extra. Just so you and your agent do not tell anybody on Instagram, friends, family, whatever, that you got restructured until 10 days from now. Let us get through free agency, the first wave. Then you can post whatever you want on Instagram. I'm not saying they do that. I'm saying it looks like they do that. And it makes sense whenever you see what Kyle and You remember, Kyle won't even announce his inactives until he has to, right? 90 minutes before kickoff. He will not announce who's been elevated until the deadline. He won't announce anything. Any way that he could get any type of advantage, that's just who he is. Salary cap, inactives, whatever. It's it's just it's what it is. It's what it is. Um, uh, let's see here. I, I love this conversation. Uh, Ramilia is back. He says, John, I don't like moving Wagner, Floyd, Ramsey for a third and tight end. The Rams with the front office will be fine. Niners, two injury played quarterbacks, possibly. Arizona cards down. Seahawks over. Achieve last year. I agree. So my question is, and this would be the last one I'll post to you. Do you think that the Rams legitimately have a shot to make the playoffs uh, in the next, uh, let's just say next year, but you know, what's your outlook? Like, do you think that they honestly have a roster to make the playoffs? Um, I don't see it again, but this is based off of last year, right? Like, so if you look at just the records last year, this is a five and 12 team. Last year, whenever you had guys like Ramsey and Floyd and all those guys, um, and it wasn't even, you know, once Stafford was hurt and Cup was hurt and all those things were hurt, I mean, golly, you were three and five, three and five whenever those injuries happened. So, like, I mean, you weren't even good whenever you had all those. But, again, I'm not trying to throw shots here. It just seems like that window's closed. 
And I get why you have to keep some of those players to sell tickets and jerseys and, you know, Cronkies, all about that stuff. That dude cares about money more than anything. Um, but, yeah, we'll see there. Like, I don't know. I don't see brightness for the Rams because they don't have the picks. Currently, they will in the future. They have all their next year's picks, uh, just like the Niners do, right? Um, so, yeah, it's 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 interesting. Uh, just just the, the balance. And we've always said this. The Rams and the Niners build teams differently. Differently. And yes, the 49ers do currently have, I would say, like injury prone quarterbacks. They have two quarterbacks who got injured last year, right? Brock Purdy's had one injury his whole entire career. One. Um, and it was a freak play. And he's 23. I think there's a big difference between that and Matt Stafford, who, man, his injury history, you feel you fill some pages with that. Um, and how long is he going to play? I think they're trying to trade him too. I don't even think he's going to be around. So it, it's it's weird. Um, it, it's just weird, kind of how things have have come and gone. And again, you know, with Brock Purdy, I kind of updated my you know important dates with what's going on. You know, free agency starts Wednesday, but the open tampering period starts Monday. Okay, that's tomorrow. Uh, we'll be going live and giving away a Debo Samuel jersey tomorrow. So make sure you hit that notification bell if you haven't already. Um, so Monday, that's where teams can start talking to other players. You can't officially have the deal done till Wednesday, however. That's free agency start. But a lot of the big names like Aaron Rodgers news, that's going to come out in the next 24 hours probably. Um, and a couple more big trades like this the next 24 hours. Then... Um, you know, off-season workouts, OTAs, all that kind of stuff, April 17th. Then you got the draft April 27th. We're six weeks out from that, which I'm excited about. Then May 5th or May 12th, each team gets to kind of choose when their rookie minicamp is, um, all that stuff. Purdy, who had successful surgery from all accounts, and we said whatever comes across the news, it's going to be positive. It was not a replacement. It was a repair. Um, and so that's huge. So that sets the three to six month time frame up. So I counted out all the weeks, three months, uh, you go by week. So three months, 12 weeks, right? Very simple. Um, he should be good to go start throwing week, the first week in June, right? So depending on his, and again, things can get pushed back. Things he can accelerate it. He could be ahead of schedule. He could be on schedule, but schedule is this. First week of June, he starts throwing. Now, that does not mean throwing a football. <laughs> that is going through the throwing motion. That's like golf balls, Nerf balls, you know, tennis balls, then a baseball, and you work your way up. So you go through this throwing motion because you're just trying to strengthen that ligament through that motion, and you keep working your way up. And you have – they've done this so many times. They have – okay, once you can throw a baseball – you know, 10 times at 70% strength without any swelling the next two days, then, you know, you ladder that up and that keeps going until the six month time frame. which if he stays on schedule would be the fourth week of August. Okay. The fourth week of August. Now here's why that's important. Season starts September 10th. So with that, like you can kind of see the the idea of Brock Purdy being the quarterback one for week one. I I, I don't want to be disrespectful, 
I don't see any validity to that for a quarterback who could possibly be fully cleared to practice for the first time the fourth week of August. Season starts September 10th. You're talking best case scenario, two weeks of practice. And I, I don't know. Um, it just does not seem in the cards, okay? Just my own personal opinion. And this is not an anti-Brock take. That's not what I'm saying at all. The idea of coming back from that surgery, which I think that he will have, you know, I, I'm not worried about Brock long-term. That, that's not my thing. And Brock was never a guy that made his, you know, his success was on strong arm play. He has one of the weakest NFL arms in the NFL, okay, before the surgery. But what I am going to say is it's going to take him time to get to that point. That's why I don't think that there's any way that he starts week one. I think that he could be the backup quarterback. And and here's what I will say, okay? I've never said this before. I'll take it a step further. I don't even think Brock Purdy would be the number two quarterback week one. Not because of anything about Brock Purdy, just the health-wise. Let's say you bring in a vet number three quarterback, which the 49ers will do. Somebody like a Nate Sudfield, Andy Dalton, whatever. Has to be a cheap guy that knows he's going to be quarterback number three. That player would probably be the backup for the first week or two until Brock's fully cleared. you got to protect him long-term. And you don't want to throw him in whenever he's not ready health-wise, right? That's just what I see. Um, and that's just with the time frames that have been presented by the doctors in the NFL schedule. And so for the people that are like, man, Brock's starting week one, I, I it's not that I hope they're wrong. I do not see that. Um, I just don't see that. But that's just me personal, personally. Tommy, thank you for the gift, man. He says, off topic, but Cowboys should cut uh, Lack Desktop. They just redid his deal. Um, and so I, I think Dak is a good quarterback. He turns the ball over way, 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 way too much. Um, way too much. And when pressure games show up, the Dallas Cowboys disappear. Uh, there's a reason why they haven't gotten past the divisional round in 27 years. But I don't think Dak's a bad quarterback. I think he's got terrible coaches, and they just cut the best offensive coach on their team, Kellen Moore, which was stupid. Uh, I think he has one of the worst head coaches, period, in the NFL. Um, but, yeah, they just uh, restructured his deal to free up cap money. So they they cut him. He, he's not going anywhere. But I do think that he's right on the fringe of that top 10 quarterback. Now, my question is this, and it's simple, and I've said this repeatedly. And, you know, I, I got into a fun conversation this morning, um, which which I loved it, with Mark uh, on Twitter. You know, we were just talking about DMs, and he, he's convinced, you know, he really wants Jimmy Garoppolo to come back. And I get that, and I understand where people go with that. Jimmy's been great for this franchise. But here's my take, okay? I want Jimmy to go get paid by somebody else. It's best for him. It's best for the 49ers. Because if I don't have a top-five quarterback – I'm going to do everything I can to get a top five quarterback. Now, is Trey Lance a top five quarterback? We don't know. Is Brock Purdy a top five quarterback? We don't know. Is Jimmy Garoppolo a top five quarterback? We know. We know he is not. Dak Prescott, same thing. Dak Prescott is a top 10 quarterback. He's kind of in that 8 to 13 range. You know what I mean? That's who he is. That's not a bad thing. 
the way in which you build a Super Bowl caliber team that you look across the NFL is one, you have the best roster ever with the serviceable quarterback, or you go get a stud. I'm doing everything I can to go get a stud and figuring out who is and who is not. And that is what this year will be, sadly. And I understand the different arguments that like, man, but this, the championship window is now. We're not the Rams. We're not the Rams. We're not the Rams. This window is open as long as Kyle Shanahan is here. The window is open. Now, yes, I agree. Could things happen to where that window does narrow? What's every single team's number one responsibility, number one goal when the season starts? Win your division. Look at the division. Look at it. It's ugly. It is ugly. So the window of winning the NFC is wide freaking open for at least the next three to four years, period. Now, things change for sure, but you're talking about a three to four year window where the Niners just basically get a first round, you know, buy because they're going to be number one or number two in the division. They're not going to be outside of that. They're not going to. And, you know, here, I'll open this up and I'll look at this. If we look at the 49ers finishes in the division, right? Okay, I mean, it just since Kyle Shanahan showed up, okay? 2017, dead last. 2018, third. That's when Jimmy Garoppolo and all that kind of stuff, you know, he got injured with 412 was bad, whatever. Then we're first. Then 2020, everybody got injured. Terrible. Fourth. 2021, we were third, but made the NFC Championship. Last year, first, made the NFC Championship. Looking forward, what is the major obstacle in the NFC West? Geno Smith? Geno Smith. Geno Smith. Now, that doesn't mean the Niners are going to win it all. That's not what I'm saying at all. Like, whenever I used to coach in... You know, we we had teams that we coached that were state championship level, and no doubt about it. And we had coaches on our staff that had won state championships. Um, we would sit around and talk, and you'd be like, man, this team, we've got the opportunity. But the coaches who had way more experience than I did, you're talking about guys who coached for 50-plus years, right? They would tell you, man, the ball just has to bounce your way. You got to be good. Like, no state championship is bad. Just like no Super Bowl winner is bad. But, man, you've got to have things go your way that you don't possibly control. Because there's so many good teams, right? Like, last year in the NFL, there was like six teams. Ah, I think there were about six teams that had an opportunity to win the Super Bowl. I think there were only two in the NFC. It was the the 49ers, and it was the, the Eagles. That was it. The rest were the AFC. I mean, there were a lot of good AFC teams. That was, like, it did not matter. Like, you had the Jaguars, right? Okay, I think they're a great example. Rising team, streaky team. They're down, like, 21 nothing. They come back and win, and they get just decimated, right? It just didn't belong. You have to have things go your way. So whenever people make these phrases or say statements like, it's time, push all the chips in. It's a gamble. 
that does not always pay off. It doesn't. I know we think that it is. Oh, man, we're one piece away. If we just go get that one big-time player, then, oh, we're going to do it. You don't know. And so that's why I am – Oh, this is all a long conversation just on the whole topic of sustained success. Keep that window open. Win your division. Win your division. That that's That's it. That's what you control. That's your goals. That's what you're trying to do. And it just seems like the 49ers have that opportunity, and it's right there. It's right there. Um, anyway, now, if you haven't yet, I need you to do this. If you haven't already, go ahead and click that subscribe button. And right next to that subscribe button is the bell. Once you click on that, click all. That way, anytime we go live, you will get notified, and you will be able to enter into all of the giveaways that we do for Countdown Crew. And to be honest with you, it is by far the best way to support our channel thank you hit that subscribe button turn on all notifications all righty man this has been fun I, i've really really enjoyed this uh jm says our quarterbacks get injured regardless might as well have an mvp caliber one um yeah it, but again how do you get one of those you got to draft them and develop them 49ers are in a great chance that they got two young quarterbacks 22 and 23 years old is one of them a top five quarterback I don't know. Trey Lance definitely has the traits too. He's played in four games. We haven't seen it yet. Um, I would argue we have not seen enough to rule it out. 22 years old, guys. Give him some time. He's never played with CMC. That's huge. And worst case scenario, Brock, I hope he gets healthy, spends about a month. And if Trey ain't it, if we learn in a month's time, Trey can't get it done, then it's Brock Purdy time. And that is a wonderful situation. Whoever the 49ers quarterback is, I will support and I hope that they dominate. Um, that's just where I am. That's just where I am. Uh, Yatsik says, John, I have to say the balance of power um, has skewed heavily back to the AFC the next few years. And again, you can't really, you worry about the things you can control, right? You control your division, you build your team. <coughs> excuse me, choked right there. You build your team to defeat the teams in your division, right? You cannot build your team to worry about Patrick Mahomes. Sad as that is to say. And dude might be one of the best quarterbacks of all time. Definitely what he's done so far puts him on that trajectory. But you've got to handle getting to the dance, right? Just like you handle the division to get to the playoffs, and then you handle the playoffs to get to the Super Bowl. You can't build your team that way. Um but I, I, I'm with you there. He, he goes on, Yatsik goes on to say, I'm afraid that, you know, we'll be perennial contenders in the playoffs and keep coming up short. Well, what do you do? If, if you're trying to build your team to possibly play the Chiefs or who, that's the thing. If, if, let's say you built your team to play the Chiefs. They're, they're not even in the Super Bowl every year. They're almost there. Last year, you would have built your team to play the Chiefs and then you play the Bengals, right? If you made it or you know, you, whatever it, it just, you have to control the things that you have the ability to control. And once you get to that game, who knows? That's just the way it is. We almost beat the chiefs last time, almost beat the chiefs last time. And so it's, it's, it's difficult, but we'll see. We'll, we'll see. Um, I like it right here. JC says Niners are good because of defense. Get rid of Bosa and you don't have a good team. 
I wouldn't say not a good team. When Bosa was injured in 2020, right? He got injured week two against the Jets, I believe. We still had a top 10 defense uh, without Bosa. Um, and I would argue the Niners team is much better now um, offensively, defensively. We have an all pro at all three levels. Bosa is incredible. You're right. I would change your statement, JC, to the defensive line. So the Niners are good because of the defensive line. Get rid of Bosa, and we don't have a good defensive line. I agree with that. You look at Fred Warner's good no matter what's in front of him. Dre Greenlaw is good no matter what's in front of him. Talanoa Hufunga is good no matter what's in front of him. Um, Charvarius Ward's good. No, like you see what I'm saying? Like there are strong, strong pieces. Strong pieces that are there. And so, uh, and, you know, right here, I just got asked by uh, some people think football. He says, what's your take on Kirk Cousins? It's very similar to Dak, but worse. Um I'm the I'm I'm probably the biggest non-Kirk Cousins fan there is. Let me explain. Stats, regular season games, dude, you put his analytics on paper, you're gonna say, man, that's a top five quarterback. And he's incredible. But when the game is on the line, you look at his primetime record, right? I have made <laughs> I, I'm going to be able to put my kids through college betting on Kirk Cousins. I look at, okay, is this game of significance? No. Uh, is it an early kickoff? Yes. I'm betting every single time for the Vikings to cover the spread. And if you bet with us last year, holy freaking cow, we made you some money. Um, that was a lot of fun. Uh, we posted profits six years in a row. Uh, now, why do we post profits on bets? Because I bet what I know. I don't swing for the fences. I believe in singles, small wins, easy money. And those small wins just stack. And that's exactly what Kirk Cousins is. Because whatever the game's on the line, playoffs, Monday night football, Sunday night football, whatever, winning in, dude sucks. The Jets beat their ass, destroyed them. Danny Dimes, Lego face looking dude. Walked into their home and just destroyed the mess out of them. They're, he's not good. He has the best wide receiving core in the NFL, uh, one of them. Just can't do it. So is Kirk Cousins a top five quarterback? No. No. Can he be? No. He never will be. But is he a top 10? Sure. You'd have that debate. Not how I want to build my team. That's my take. Kyle Shedahead would disagree with me. Uh, he would unsubscribe from my podcast right now. <laughs> um, he would unsubscribe. Yeah, Brandon, uh, Jalen Ramsey has been traded to the Dolphins for a third-round pick and a backup tight end. Golly, man. Uh, just hilarious. Um, Jimmy says, oh, I got hurt at Giants, not Jets. That's right. That's when we pay, we played the Giants week two and then the Jets week three. We had back-to-back -back weeks out there. Um yeah. <laughs> um, now, I will say this. JM says, man, I'm a huge Emmanuel Mosley fan, but he is too expensive for the 49ers at the moment. I'm not so sure about that. If he would have been healthy, then, yeah, I think he would have been getting close to, you know, kind of that 12 to 15 million a year. That's the way he was playing. He's playing unbelievable football. But the, the injury, that puts a question mark on it. So I, I'm not so sure. I think you might be able to bring him back on like a one-year, six or seven million dollar deal, uh, make it you know 
heavy roster bonus where if you're healthy, you get paid. If you're not, if it takes you a while to come back from this injury, all those things. Like, and so yeah, Shot I'm with you. I think he's going to be a little bit cheaper um, than people are thinking. I, I really, really do. I really do. Big Papa, he says, our road schedule is hugely on the East Coast this year. Sad to say. Yeah, we're going to be we're going to be logging some miles. Uh, <laughs> 49ers rush road trips, they're going to be in full swing. Um, not sure I'm going to be able to make it to every single game. Last year, we did the Panthers and Falcons game. They're the one East Coast trip that we had, and it was back-to-back weeks, and I just stayed out there for like 11 days. Man, that, I, I don't think... That was rough, man. That was rough. Uh, it was fun, and all the people I got to meet was incredible. But yeah, yeah, we'll see. And I think one of those, I'm really hoping that Jags game is going to be in England. I, I really, really do. I really, really do. So uh, I'm pumped about this, excited about this. The season's going to be fun. We're going to be live a lot this week. Uh, I'm going to be remote, <laughs> but um, we will be live. Couple things just to remind you of: 49ers Rush Bracket Challenge free. To all Patreon members, free. Um, the winner will get an autographed Frank Gore jersey, the awesome Frank Gore jersey you can see pictured in the screen. Um, if you're a Patreon member, I'm posting today at 3 o'clock instructions to set up your bracket. Everybody gets one. If you are not a Patreon member, you can go sign up for free, get a free week trial, and join us to take part in this. Or you can Venmo uh, 5 bucks to get uh, the password to jump in here. Uh, just $5. Not looking really to make money on this, but I want to cover my expenses somewhat. Um, Venmo Jonathan-Chapman-2. That's J-O-N-A-T-H-O-N-Chapman-2. Um, so that is there. All you got to do is just go uh, type in on Google, you know, 49ers and Patreon. It shows right up. We're going to be doing it through the ESPN thing. Um, so that's going to be there. So hopefully you guys enjoyed the show today, man. Lots more news coming your way. Ah, it's going to be a fun week, guys. So buckle up, get ready, and just watch teams discard good players. And the 49ers are in such a crazy position, despite being in the NFC Championship three out of four years, to just sit there and just pick up pieces, value pieces, and add to this already great team. 49ers in a great spot. They're going to be in a great spot for a long time coming which is a great thing. All right, guys, you are the best. Until next time, stay strong, faithful.